Hello and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show recorded live from the Upload Virtual Studio, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. My name is Kyle, Operations Manager at Upload. Let's see who we have on today's panel. On my left. G'day. Don't be despondent. It's the Australian correspondent. How are you going to run, Terry? And over here, we have... <laughs> I love it. I can't come before right. I'm that fast. Uh, Ian Hamilton. I'm Ian Hamilton. I'm just like the Hamilton. like the F1 racer. <laughs> you need, still need the rhyme in there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah right. you still need a rhyme. Wasn't very good. You're Ian Hamilton, fast like Hamilton. No, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. Yeah. And... Oh, I'm Jamie. I'm new here. You wouldn't know. I haven't been on the podcast in some time. I I write things. Jamie's been cleaning, uh, doing janitorial work, essential mm. uh, stuff. <laughs> so we've, we've brought him in for the show. Very cool. You've ever wondered what's in the lockers in the uh, in the virtual studio? Not that you can yeah, see them. See they, they don't know the lockers are there. It's Actually, I, I shoved them. David's avatar into one of those lockers about a week ago, and it's been in there ever since. I don't know yeah. what's going on with him. <laughs> He's trapped in Oculus smell Link. He's just there. trapped, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, just like high school all over out. again. <laughs> and uh, all right, hello folks. to everyone, hello yeah, everyone hello in the comments. Everyone. We've got Genuel, Cortez, Ryan, Wesley. Hello to all of you guys. Thanks for tuning in as always. Nice to hello have Wesley. you. Yes. Hello, Wesley. And, and, and hello, as Wesley. always, uh, hey. welcome to all the folks on big screen and things like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, uh... Tatiana, are you here? I think so. I oh, hear you are. I hear. All right. Oh, I think it's it's still going through the the headset. Well, that's still, okay. Yep. You're here in yeah. Avatar and Spirit. Can't hear the so echo right now. Good. No, there's no echo. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I'm sitting there's right no next echo. to you. Gucci. Pretty. pretty good. I should good. hear an echo, but I don't. It's very strange. Very cool. All right. Well, everyone, uh, you came here to hear us talk about VR stuff. So let's get into the news for this week. First piece of news is, hey, look, it's a Facebook Oculus thing. Jason Rubin says Oculus Quest should get really big, deep games in the next year. Now, Jason Rubin is... Uh, currently, his title is like VP of Special Gaming, Gaming? Projects, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I feel like that. I feel like that changed again quite recently. Didn't he used to be like VP of like all content of VR, and before he would, then he was VP of gaming. So I feel like that changed, and no one told us recently. Just, just it's been maybe like a year, I think. Like I don't know. Oh, okay, maybe not. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm just not. These guys toss around there enough titles back and forth like it i mean uh, essentially everybody should just be working on vr so just vp of vr basically like 800 of vp them. of special gaming initiatives even mean <laughs> are the ones that just work on not initiatives. special eight of those vps are special, special. Yeah. <laughs> here are the really unspecial games they have a vp for that as well vp oh, yeah. of unspecial <laughs> games and, and non-gaming initiatives <laughs> nor non-initiatives who knows anyway, what a non-special game is? Yeah, so uh, really, 
really big, really D&D. big, deep games. What are really big, deep games? Are we talking about like well, Minecraft? Well, he made a point of, of saying it's not, he doesn't mean graphically. So don't mm. get so too, you, he, I think he, so, so Minecraft, yes. So the, Minecraft on Quest Roblox confirmed. In there. No. No, God. Um, Ray, Ray he was basically, he was basically like, well, you're not going to see Asgard's Wrath kind of fidelity, but uh, in terms of gameplay, uh, depth of experience and length. So he means big and deep in terms of how long you're playing and the kind of gameplay stuff you can expect, not in terms of uh, graphical fidelity, which I think is no surprise to anyone. But so like, that would be nice. Well, well I'd still, like still, still, do... still pretty good graphically, isn't it? Still pretty Sure, but I mean, it's still yeah. deep. Like, I think, when I think I mean, deep, mm, I think yeah, like could... mechanically. Yeah, yeah, you could have something yeah, like yeah, Stormland, yeah. but not quite that intense. Yeah. Which would be good because yeah. there's not actually that much kind of longer uh, experiences on the quest, really. Well, the the game I always think back to when uh, when I was uh, writing this article was um, what was the horror game from a couple of weeks ago? Lies Beneath, right? Mm. That was a mm. that was a first person shooter, story driven narrative thing that Quest doesn't have a lot of, and it was on Rift and Quest. I think you could tell from the designs, especially from a visual standpoint but it had been designed stylistically to fit on the quest quite nicely and mm. we we know that when oculus uh, first did like a big blowout on quest they they revealed to us that you know a lot of their developers now they're asking to develop with quest in mind so i i think we might see going forward in the next year based on what ruben was saying like this kind of shift towards those kind of games that have these nice, like visually appealing styles that work well on the quest, not aren't necessarily like huge graphical yeah. benchmarks, but are like meeting like a certain standard and that will also, keep people happy. Also, that launch on both platforms, but uh, exactly. are clearly meant for Quest. Like Lies Beneath doesn't look. I mean, does, does it look any different on Rift? Does it look like better on Rift? I don't remember it. It's like, like sharper texture wise and, and whatnot. Yeah, but otherwise, no. it's like yeah. The style is designed for Quest, clearly. Yeah. No, it's. Think about those games like uh, that are in the top ten, right? The they mm-hmm. they announced that certain number of their games have uh, made more than two million on Quest alone, right? I think yep. it's slightly more than ten games. If you can go down that list, and we could probably make that list pretty good, but they announced a couple of them, like Moss, uh, Super Hot would be one of them, Pistol Whip would be another. And then there's what seven or eight more. But if you go so, to those devs, yeah, I did it. I did it in first. No, five I've minutes. never heard of Pistol Whip. Strange. Yeah. But if you go to those devs and <laughs> throw, I don't you know, twenty you million dollars or something Maybe. at their dev team and nice really piece. let them build something deep. <laughs> With a bigger budget, I mean, those are people that have proven they can put something on Quest. Mm. Now maybe you fund them to put something bigger on I, Quest. I do feel mm. like it needs something kind of big and 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 long, like some kind of narrative. Because for me, it feels like you know, when someone asks me what Quest games to recommend, they're really good games. But I want something like not like Asgard's Wrath or something, but something that's oh, what's that the, one uh, game? Uh, Shadow Point. Is that what it's called? Oh. Uh, one with uh, uh, Captain Picard. Oh, oh the Coat Sync game. Yeah, yeah, that is called Shadow yeah, Point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you played that? Um, no. Should. It's like it's a first really person story thing. It's really good, actually. Yeah. The thing that, one. what's really cool about it is like the art style is kind of. I know, it's almost like cell shady, but not really. But the puzzles are really. What's the word I'm looking for? Just 
I don't know, intuitive. Like there's a lot of stuff with like yeah. mirrors and like light reflecting and yeah. and stuff. Like you, you know, solve something by reflecting something else, but the story is good and the I mean, it just yeah super trippy. Feels like well, I need something well, bigger to recommend. So so here's the piece of this news that I, I want to focus on is that he, he said really big deep. Not really, really, really big deep. Just one really. <laughs> so I'm wondering okay, where the quantify is. the reallys. Yeah, I just I want to know <laughs> how, how superlative is this going to get? You've yeah, like classic comments. Ruben comment, right? He's always saying he comes that from Naughty Dog, and Naughty them. Dog is exactly that, right? So maybe it's we're true. looking at something of that caliber, but in VR. I um I think uh, I think it was Heaney Heaney God Spectrum wherever he is out there in the ether. Aww. I think he said on uh, uh, Twitter the other day something along the lines of in an alternate universe. Uh, Facebook and Bethesda are best friends, and we're all playing Morrowind on our Oculus Quests right there now. There <laughs> is an alternative universe, didn't you hear? That in, in Antarctica, yeah. they found proof, possible proof. Yeah, but I thought that got universe. debunked this morning, didn't it? Don't tell me that, Kyle. I don't want to hear no, it. I, I, have, I have a friend. One of His name's Phil. One of Phil leave. is awesome, and he was in Antarctica for a year, and they say that like, those types of particles are kind of what? crazy, and it's they, totally possible. They find someone with an Oculus Quest playing Morrowind. What happened? I don't. I, they well, did. So, uh, the time moves back. That axe, then, I don't know. Right? They, they put all that yeah. lawsuit junk behind them, right? So I mean, it's, oh I well, know. I mean, it's settled. Oh, I, I am really lost. They're probably well, look, really Bethesda's not going to refuse money. Still. A Bethesda lawsuit, well, not well, an Antarctica lawsuit. We're talking about. Okay, you said axe. I was like, did someone bury bury an axe in Antarctica? I'm confused right now. Is it an opening scene to National Treasure? What is going on here? Sorry, had, um, I ruined that, didn't that's I? That's the one. That's oh, Jesus Jesus thank you. <laughs> We've had some comments, people saying okay. stuff like they take a they take a polygonal version of Elite Dangerous uh, on Quest or Minecraft Quest oh, Edition. Yeah. Someone else, wow. someone else mentions Skyrim, but I don't think. So, please, God, I, you no, know I'm what? So done. You I'm know so what? Over Skyrim. <laughs> no more Skyrim. I think. Please. No more. I think. Please. Yeah. Again, I am over Skyrim, but wouldn't that be a thing? If Skyrim, I mean, Oblivion's I don't know. better. I'm pretty I'm, sure you I'm can't, gonna say it. But... Oblivion's better, and Morrowind is what the best. about Skyrim 2? No, absolutely not. In, you Skyrim. mean the I will six. fly to Bethesda <laughs> and I will no, buy he it. means Skyrim 2. <laughs> no, he, like like Final map. Fantasy 10, he means Elder Scrolls God, yeah. 5 Skyrim dash. That would kind of wouldn't that be funny though? If they if they I completed would, the I Skyrim die. set by getting it on quest, so probably the only thing, uh. That Skyrim is not currently playable on, you know. I don't yeah, think it's going to happen. But imagine. Imagine. I, um, it is a good question, though. Like, what existing VR games are there left that maybe aren't too ambitious for Quest right now? Like, I like, feel like if Oculus oh. could, like, utilize some of their existing studios' content from a couple of years ago, like stuff like, remember Brass Tactics, that kind of tabletop. Oh, yeah. Uh, strategy game that could be quite fun on quest like uh some of the earlier insomniac stuff like the unspoken hasn't come to quest yet um i mean it's kind of like when you, you know, talk about like, nintendo with the wii u and like and the well, switch and like they've yeah, what gradually got their entire wii well, u library gonna, onto switch i was gonna make that comparison but slightly different it's a bit like oh, the switch now that we're like three or four years into the switch you're seeing weird ports come to the switch you never thought would come to the switch i well, think the thing is processing power right so like yeah yeah obviously the processor and the quest isn't what you're going to get from 
you know, a Rift S hooked to a computer. And when you think about Skyrim push it. and just knowing game development, you're thinking about like how much processing power needs to bear to load a zone. So even if it's mm. super, you know, high fidelity, mm. if it doesn't have to load that much, it's totally possible for you to get the same experience on the quest. But something like Skyrim, you have no loading times essentially, and you have to load this, yeah. render this entire yeah, world. True. So but I, then think I, I that never thought would they would have got limitation. Yeah. I never thought they would have got Witcher Three on Switch, and they did. I'm just trying to think, what's the Witcher Three for Quest? Like, what's the game what's that the... comes out on Quest that we're like that would never should have come out on Quest? You know, Witcher Four. Oh my god! I don't know. God. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, you know it's god it's weird sad. though. As a developer, as a developer, you have to uh, look at the lowest common denominator of hardware specs, minimum specs. You have to do lowest common denominator. So things that are running uh, so so right now on Quest, uh, when Quest Two or Quest Neo or whatever they decide to call it comes out, it'll have a better processor, more RAM, blah blah blah. It'll be able to run stuff that only sort of worked on the original quest it'll run it really well mm. and so there's a lot of positives going forward mm. it's a fairly good question though whether they'll allow uh, a game to only target the new hardware right so there's a fairly good chance they're going to say for at least a couple of years now you better make it run on the original quest you can't oh, yeah. just target really? the upgraded quest well i mean you can still, uh, backwards compatibility in vr i think is like completely different from backwards compatibility in terms of consoles right like i could still pull out my cv1 and use it i'm assuming you could use your development kits as well technically still right oh yeah yeah so i think i think they're like with limitations maybe i'm like it'll sound crazier when i start saying it it'll be like a link required thing like all right we have this we have the Mm. quest 2 it runs perfectly fine on the quest 2 but if you want the same experience, you're going to have to use Oculus Link if you still have the, the first quest. quest. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think one of the big, so, you know, this going back to this year and what will happen this year, the big test, I think, is going to be the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, right? Like that just came out on PSVR mm. and is a really, really rock solid port, but, you know, inevitably downgraded in, in many, many ways. And they're going to have to do that again to get on the quest now and where they get to with that port i mean at this point you've got to imagine oculus is helping in in many ways to do the best job they can like the results they get there are going to be quite indicative of what the future of quest will be for the next couple of years would you say that a psvr port you know except for the controls obviously Mm. If you just ported that to the quest, do you think that would be the most ideal way to do it? Yeah, that's what I was going to mm, ask. Is it no. the same level? Because yeah. you're the one that probably plays the most PSVR and quest I, stuff. I mean, it, like, like you say that... seizure over there. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. Um, I mean, the processing <laughs> power is still above In terms quest, of fidelity, though. And... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kini has a chart yeah, up there, I think, sense. that compares the processing power of some of these things. Yeah, he nice does. to have a little chart on the wall here where we can say no. This is Ian subtly yet. telling Ian to, to Heaney. I just combined <laughs> Heaney and Ian and made Heaney. That's what you guys are called now. Oh, I'm God. just gonna refer to you guys. That's better than Ian. Yeah, really terrible. Hey, let's oh, move God. on to the next piece of news. Uh, it looks like Valve launches Half Life Alex Workshop and community development tools. Now, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Harry. Yeah, why don't you kick us off in this conversation? Um, 
So as some people probably know, they had there was some bootleg kind of tools that they had modestly got up and running before this. Uh, so some mods did exist, but obviously this is a kind of a big, huge step for the game because it integrates really well with Steam Workshop. So and not only that, but it makes things a lot more streamlined for modders in terms of how they mod things in the process. But basically now it's really good. You go to Steam Workshop on Steam. Uh, subscribe to whichever maps mods you want and then when you launch Alex you can go add-ons toggle the ones you want on uh, and then if they have a custom map you can launch to the custom map or if it's something that edits the original game you can just load into the original game and make sure the mod's enabled so it's cool there's been some cool stuff I've been playing through a few I I got the sense that we're a couple of kind of weeks away from some really uh, the kind of overall quality level of content being higher but Mm. I feel like it's a bit like any of this stuff once you get you know, a month down the line, there'll be some really cool... There's there's a few kind of cool custom maps and, and campaigns already. And there's some other things, like I, there's a, a article on the site you can read, but I just played through. Someone took the entire map of... Or one entire map of Portal 2 and put it into uh, Alex, which you can't really do anything in it, but it's fun just to walk around and kind of be an aperture in VR uh, like that in such a kind of established map. There's some fun things like that, and I feel like as time goes on and we get more people modding, there's going to be some really sick kind of uh custom campaigns and whatnot sick and like people so started like that to word choice really Portal. sick yeah i was gonna say how do you, speaking of um, like the the alex stuff with the um yeah. running in front of the valve guy's face like the video was really dark like how much can you actually see oh the valve guy's face not much and also i had to when i ran in that video as you can see that's the portal what i was talking about for like, the portal map uh, you can't use the gun, sadly. But you can't see much, no. And I had to do it in, like, non-VR mode, too. I didn't have, like, literally enough room. I just, I was mm. in non-VR mode, and I pressed W, and it ran forward. But hypothetically, you, just, you like, had a giant just, like, open your space. back door, and then just, like, run into your backyard? I think the link cable would be an issue. Move the computer to the kitchen. You're fine. Hey, yeah, like yeah. That. um, yeah, that's oh, the that's, Wolfenstein one. I don't think that's on oh, the, that's the a good screen just yet. Yeah, whoever, whoever oh, took who that took screen that cap has some real skills. Who, who took that oh. screen cap, Jamie? Did you do um, that, I have a, Jamie? Who took the screen I have cap? a yes. fine appreciation for <laughs> World War II era German art. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. But yeah, so there's going to be some really cool stuff, I think. And I do wonder, I do wonder too, there's been a few things like um, someone's tried to, uh, so I've, it's not quite working yet, but someone tried to bring the kind of Half-Life 2 weapons into um, Alex. Uh, I can see someone eventually bringing all the Half-Life 2 maps in and then you being able to kind of play parts of Half-Life 2 with the Alex kind of gameplay systems. There's a lot of cool stuff that I feel like will happen over time. Um, Another great screen cap. I have to point out that in the chat right now, Jamie, they're all trying to figure out whether you're uh, short or your floor level is just off. I am very slumped today, aren't I? It's It's very hot in the UK, as Harry would know. So I'm being Before very, he joins, he's always like, I've got to have my tea in a really nice spot. And he puts himself in the most comfortable spot he can, still being <laughs> yeah. able to reach his tea. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah, that was it. I finished my tea now, so I can sit up. And I, I feel I like I should go to show comments. This, none of you will know. <laughs> I mean, some, some, some comments are hard now. Here, go ahead, Harry. <laughs> Wesley, Wesley said wireless link would be dope. Agreed. And he also asked if you can plug Ethernet into the Quest. You cannot. That's not a way of using kind of uh, link. It's not. 
how it works because you have to be able to kind of uh, the USB C hold. It's not you know it's a data transfer thing. It's encoding video. Um, also, well, I mean, you're then quickly, using your internet connection from your PC if you go over a link. So I mean, correct. If your yes, Ethernet is into of... your PC, then you're using a faster internet connection. I don't know if that's what the question um, is. Yeah. Um, also, just a shout out quickly. I saw Dominique asking the best way to get a hold of us because uh, I think you said you emailed mm-hmm. us. And we did receive your email. I've got to get back to you. Me and I did see your email. So we'll get back to you soon, just FYI. Um, but yeah. So there's some cool stuff happening on the Steam Workshop. And I think it'll only get better as time goes on. I think it's going to be one of those things that even in two years' time, there'll be more Alex stuff to kind of look through. because, And the gameplay system is so um, robust on its own that I can't help but feel like in two years, someone could bring out you know a six-hour kind of mod campaign that's just... The important really thing, though, is have they done the uh, head crab zombie like Michael Jackson thing yet? Has anybody done that? You know, <laughs> no, no one's done coming. that. And I'm, I'm sure it'll come. And now you've said that someone will be like right on that and it'll be on this thing work in like two hours. I'm sure that's what I'm hoping for. two years. <laughs> I want to ask more, like a bigger question. Like a lot of the games yes. that uh steam bought over the years or like evolved they started on the workshop didn't they like don't don't something yeah. start on workshop and become like like, games. Do, like dota CS. 2 and uh yeah. and and team yeah. fortress yeah. a lot of these so games like, started as 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 mods like i'm pretty sure csgo was a half-life mod wasn't it originally well it was, yeah. was yeah. counter-strike was also like a part of half-life right? yeah yeah, it was yeah. Like 20 so years a lot of things is have... a better question will we still see what alex the... stuff in 20 years is yeah, the yeah. it'll be alex you mean, you mean, will there be some game that spawns so. from this kind of, yeah, in the same way? Um, yeah. It's in 20 years, I want VR contact lenses. Yeah, you know that. 20 I'm years sure will be ha- Half Life Alex forever. In, in 20 <laughs> years, if we're all still playing Half Life Alex mods, then we won't have jobs anymore. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy's like, please. <laughs> Jimmy's like, if I have to play Half Life Alex one more time. I'm probably close to five by now, but yes. Wow. Ian, what is oh, your dear. hand doing? Hanging oh, over the back of my yeah, chair. You had a hand okay. hanging in midair. Ian's now in his comfy position. He, 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 yeah, I mean, he, we were talking about Jamie being in such a comfy position, so I decided to hug my chair here. Whatever, man. Shout out to Gerald. Full, yeah. full group today. Yep, yes, full, group. full group. Woo. Hi, Gerald. Uh, Ian, Jamie, Tatiana, do any of you have any other comments about the protect uh, Gerald at all costs? Alex, yes, and protect oh. Gerald at all costs. Oh, he needed the chart. I mean, hey, the chart cool. up there. All right, well, let's take a look at oh, this. Oh, nice one, Heaney. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't think I've ever heard you so happy. Like, Ian, oh, Ian well, is so you have five minutes later. Voila. I'll give you that. Okay. I like how it goes mm. over the bottom of yeah. uh, what did we just say? Stevie the TV? Stevie the TV? Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, he needs no. Stevie. He need, whose he hand is that? Up the Xbox Series X specs against oh, all of this, please, because I'd like to compare <laughs> the teraflops. Oh, oh, Harry. He's, oh, I think he's being sarcastic. Harry. And anyway, that's gone now. As we can see, as, as we can, can see. see from here, the weather next week will be quite sunny. And also, <laughs> there is an entire teraflop point, an extra tenth of a teraflop. Show us which way the wind which... is blowing. What's, what's mm-hmm. fun about this chart is if you can imagine another column here for a Del Mar or whatever the next headset is, you start wondering whether 
this number can get bigger or closer to the PlayStation 4 number. And that's where we start. I think it'll get pretty close pretty soon. This contradicts in some respects what I was saying. But then in other ways, I look at it and I go, no, I still don't think you could just take a PS4 game and put it on Quest. I, well, I think. Yeah, no, I don't think can. you can. Yeah. These numbers don't. These numbers make it no. look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the, the other thing to keep in mind, drastic. Though, yeah, I mean, you're looking at 176 gigs a second versus 30. 30 gigabytes a second. Yeah. Um, the other thing to consider too, right, is that um, obviously the, the Quest currently can't keep up with this. But two things: one, the PlayStation 4 is how many years old now? And two, the Quest is going to be, as we said, there's Delmar. I mean, it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter. But all I'm saying is, the, there's Delmar on the way, and there'll be more Quests probably between now and the. You know, if we get PS5 soon and PS6, the Quest is going to be updated much kind of quicker than you are going to see a traditional. I yeah, know you're, to- you're, so. you're totally right. I think the thing to remember is uh, I think it was during the life of the PS3 or right at the end of the life of the PS3, NVIDIA released the Tegra X1 chip. Oh my God, he's got up the PS5 spec. Did it? Man. <laughs> Man. He's evolving. I'm telling you, so for those, receive. Just. Just to give some quick context for those listening on the audio version, on this chart you have for GPU, PlayStation 4 is 1.8 teraflops, Oculus Quest is 0.7 teraflops, PlayStation 5 is 10.3 teraflops. For RAM, you've got again the same, you've got 8 for PlayStation 4 gigabytes, 4 gigabytes for Quest, 16 gigabytes for PlayStation 5. But it's um, worth so noting pretty for big the audio version that the, the write speed for the RAM in the PlayStation 5 is 448 gigs a second. Yeah, you've got a huge, like, a huge increase in the right that bandwidth. Yeah, Holy cow. It's yeah. insane. And yeah. I don't know where people are getting that you can buy a much, I can't air quotes and I don't have a valve index, but you know, a much <laughs> faster, more powerful, you know, NVMe yeah. than what's going in the PS5 because you literally can. Mm. Yeah, PS5 is uh, very. Like you can very, look very up fast. any Amazon listing, like it doesn't oh. compare. One thing that isn't on this chart is, of course, if they uh, get foveated rendering into a future quest, if they do oh, eye tracking, it, yeah. that could dramatically change sort of mm. the, the scale going forward. Because if you can only render one tenth of the number of pixels, it could ramp up a lot of other things. And, and that, uh, that goes back to what I said earlier about processing power, too, is if you had, you know, foveated rendering, you'd be able to possibly do something like Skyrim. Where it doesn't have yeah, to you can... fully render in. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely I, I... given... I mean, it's not even a full teraflop on the Quest. Hmm. Yeah, we really it's... need a full teraflop. That'll, that'll help us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, it's I all, that's it's when it's all VR about starts. the flops, yo. Yeah. Oh, that's VR's yeah. iPhone moment. The first flop. Wait, no. No, there's been many oh, no. flops. <laughs> all right, let, let's move on. Let's move anyway, on yeah. to the next piece of news, because I'm really, uh, I really enjoyed looking into all of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> no air quotes. Reliable Apple mm-hmm. leaker claims Apple Glass coming Q4 2021 to Q1 2022 for $499. And it uses I'm the so iPhone. All of that. Has only a lidar and no cameras up front. There are all sorts of issues that I have with this. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, did did just, all of you watch the video uh, that the guy posted uh, with, yeah, with all I the? Watched, I watched the video. And, uh, I, I just I don't know what to think about. I, I've never heard of this guy before. 
and apparently he's got a track record of having good, reliable leaks. He's got a recent last track record, at least. The last, the well, last couple of months, yeah. Sure. So, I, I don't know. Do, who has an opinion over here? I, I never trust the Apple leakers, unless it's, it's someone I know. I feel like Apple is one of those things where there's a lot of... <laughs> Lots of people say Isn't that the prevailing the... theory that, that, that an eyeglass could be, you know, not not Magic Leap slash HoloLens level of AR, but like the kind of overlay AR that like we first Apple saw on Google. The AR. So, yeah. like what Here, we saw in Google Glass, more, more yeah. right, accurately. right. People don't want AR; they want a HUD. They want a heads-up display. Yeah. Uh, mm, a yeah. lot of people are just looking for. And I see Ian shaking his head. Not us, Ian. How can you? Oh, yeah, okay. So you Regular can watch people. Google Glass die, and you're like, that's what people wanted. Well, they're like, literally naming it Glass. I mean, they're asking. Are they? Being the leaker? Are they? I think. I, the I think no, we don't on. know. Maybe okay, we don't okay, know. Okay, okay. I, I think to be fair, glass. to be fair. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I think I that I, I, as I, didn't, I didn't think anyone wanted an Apple Watch. I thought the Apple Watch was the dumbest idea Watch. in the world. I mean, yes, I still am opposed to the Apple Watch, but the Apple Watch has its like audience, the people who, you know, people who really enjoy it. And what well, does the, the Apple thing, Watch yeah. really do? It's give you notifications. Like, it, like, sure, it misses your so, heartbeat, but like, I, I don't know. I think Apple it that, didn't the measure heartbeat at first. No, but I mean, like now it does. And but you know, what yeah. I, I just feel like that's kind of like a like who cares about that? You can buy a Fitbit if that's what you want. Like, and even then, I still think Fitbits are like. Uh, eh. I use mine for sleep. Read Gerald's mean. comment. Yeah, they're great. But Gerald said, like I told Kyle at OC six. Yeah, and then right below it, it'll be more Google Glass Pro than Hololens Lite. Correct. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Gerald, for saying it that way. Yes, it, it's it's going to be Google Glass enhanced instead of more of a HoloLens. Now, the LiDAR thing is kind of neat because Google Glass was not yeah. uh, aware of its environment. It was very passive. But if this thing has LiDAR, so it knows where the people are and where things are and stuff is all around you, then you can move around. But what will be the value of the movement? Well, it doesn't I, know what any of that stuff is, right? I, like, have I, million, I could I could talk about this for hours. I'm gonna That's like the Sony myself. AR glasses that I tried. I've I know I mentioned it before four years ago, where like they were they looked like those pretty much that like they went on like sunglasses and I could speak to someone in Japanese and it would live translate. It would, you know, put a thing around his face and tell me who he was, what his position was, his contact info, and I could look around and it would identify things. Like that's what I would expect out of Damien said it's Apple cool factor only. Huh? Damien said it's Apple cool factor only. Which look, I think, I think about the understand. I think there is an audience a bit like the watch where you say, "Hey, look at these cool glasses." They send your iPhone notifications, and it's just on the HUD in the world. And you know, there's a whole bunch of cool Apple uh, fans who're like, "Ooh," and just go out and buy it. And they reminds me of the onion video when they walk in the door. Like people will buy it no matter what it does. Exactly. Yeah, the Mac. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a whole it, audience of like Apple people who will just like they like the fancy stuff. Ian, yeah, you are shaking your fancy. head so much. I feel like your headset's gonna fly yeah, off. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us what your opinion is. Uh-huh. Uh, there's these things have been rumored for half a decade, right? It's before even like Facebook bought Oculus. This stuff has always gone mm, around. That's like, true. We're gonna be, we've been hearing this every few years, and I think the 
the, the lesson to be learned there is Apple's not going to ship it until it's uh, compelling in some way. And a heads-up display that's just a notification system doesn't... But that's compelling to you. And that doesn't fit with the LiDAR rumor either. And also with them buying um, Next VR, like what good would that do for a... That's going to be for something else. That's going to be... I don't know. Just a passive... uh, a passive. Jesus, that is a disgusting. I, I like how he's like subtly now is shaping the Just conversation. Telling you with shut it. up. Yeah. No, That's Harry. Right. Everyone so, loves so, to watch. Yeah. He I'm needs. Harry. He That's... needs put uh, a, head, uh, a headline up that says Apple now says more watches sells more watches than the entire watch industry. This is my like. I know. I, I agree that it's not compelling to have a AR headset that it's just notifications or like a HUD. But I think there is an audience for it. And I think there's Stepping an audience stone. for putting that out first and then improving it over the next five years See. with the Apple Watch, two, Apple Glass 2, Apple Glass 3, Apple Glass 3 But SE, a big but... jump like that Neo. isn't Apple's M.O. Like, I feel like, like with what? each Straight device, the they're very glass. small steps. They're not oh, huge yeah, yeah, steps yeah, yeah. like that. That's a Even if you look at every iPhone years, individually, but... every iPad, every MacBook, like, it's never... Yeah. Just, if, you yeah. go, if you go back to the original iPhone, the way they pitched it was: this is an iPod, this is a phone, and this is a musical. This is well, there are three mm. things in one. So it was an internet communicator, it was uh, a uh, phone, and it was an iPod all at once. So they picked out like three features I, to say okay. this is the bare minimum, and they had to provide yeah. a great new interface on the whole thing. And that was the whole pitch for the original iPhone. But that was you need a different to pick Apple. out a couple features that are going to be the killer on glasses before they actually ship the thing and i'm not convinced notifications from your phone is the thing the thing i've loved about the watch google, <laughs> the thing i've loved about google's pitches yeah, go are step-by-step directions right if you could show on the pathway ahead of you where you need to go to find mm. where you're going next like the uh, bose are that's a killer feature or Close to via audio right uh, yeah, there's there's audio, I mean, this is what if they could visually yeah. do that on the road in front of you. You could look down and see an arrow showing you where you need yeah. to go to find your way faster than you could before. That's a it's feature funny, I would that, pay for and I would love yeah. to have built into class. Is that Google Maps thing that I tried that's like just uses your phone's camera? And mm-hmm. that was really cool, but I was kind of like the Didn't whole time. Didn't it take I was using you down it. like a sewer thing? That or was something? a that was a Google Maps problem than a than a you know. Oh, that was entirely a, different. That was more like a Ninja Turtles problem, but. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that you you use that and you're holding your phone up with the camera and you're like, ah, this should be a a wearing glasses, right? Like it just feels like using your phone's weird glasses thing. So yes, that'd be cool. And obviously, that was the kind of Google Glass thing, but. To your other point about the whole iPhone thing, I don't think the Apple that introduced the iPhone is the same Apple we have now. And again, I think the watch is proof of that. The watch serves no purpose. It's fancy. It kind of doesn't do much. Oh my god! Well, 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 you are looking baby Yoda opinions. That's ridiculous. (laughs) What? No, it's not. Baby Yoda. The watch serves a lot of purpose. What? Here we go. What does it serve? What do you use it for, Ian? Besides saying, "Hey Siri, uh, make a note of this for doing your notes." Yeah, like I don't think this watch serves any purpose that your phone already fulfilled. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What does the watch provide? You guys are making the same exact argument about VR, no, right? No, like, no, no, no. Just VR no, no. Do what, is the, what does the Apple doesn't? Watch What's... do for you? Just, just, just well, tell us. You said one of them. I'm using a Siri when I don't have my phone and actually okay, <laughs> making appointments, putting things on my calendar, texting people when I don't have to have a stupid glasses, man. glass in my hand at any given time. 
it's incredible. It's different because it makes it gives you a whole nother world. So it's not the same thing. I I really so so Ian, would you be I'm, okay with my point? Thank you for watch, making my point. The watch as glasses, so you can do all the same same things that the uh, Apple Watch does, but you can wear it as glasses. Would that be more convenient for you? I explained one of the features that would be pretty nice. Tim Cook is like, I don't know what your point is. Tim Cook comes on stage. He's like, no more neck pain. No more looking at your wrist. Rest of your body doesn't even need to exist anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You do one of those world, so human like, interfaces of turning your hand to look at your watch? eye. <laughs> what, what's the level that you feel like in your world? What does Apple Glass reach or Apple AR headset reach for it to be like, you know, um, thing like what what is your like the level that you feel like they should aim for or that you want them to yeah, aim i don't for? know it's there's so the the whole rumors with this glass uh, that are circling right now are really interesting because there's a suggestion that it only includes a lidar and it doesn't that, include a camera i don't like and that that is not good I, I loved the idea of the camera on the glass it's one of the things that's really cool about the spectacles where you can you know, the classic video is you holding your kid and spinning in circles out in the yard and get this first-person view of this intimate moment with your family where you're like... Like the uh, Snapchat glasses? Spin- yeah, the, the Oh, you're saying you record uh, a video with them. But you're, you're, re- you're recording your perspective of this moment, and you're, you're uh-huh. not pulling out a piece of glass and putting it in between you and a person and saying, hey, cheese. Oh, oh. You're taking the camera out of that and making it more intimate and more documentarian style and it was a uh, really cool idea glass moment, but it was man. obviously super creepy because of the notification window how bulky this thing was how ugly those glasses looked and the spectacles are interesting but you're only going to use them once a month uh once every couple weeks if you use those things like i don't know anyone that's like a religious Snapchat spectacles user and uses them every single day. I don't know if there's a person in the comments that disagree with that, but like, yeah, I disagree with uh, looking at your watch for driving directions. (laughs) It it vibrates to tell you when to turn. You have two minutes to go 70 feet. Go. They're in the car. Uh, But yeah, I think it can't be walking directions, right? Unless unless they just parked. It probably breeds out out and start walking. Maybe it's just best confused. Anyway, going back to the iPhone thing, let me say something now. Keep that mouth closed. I see you wanting to move it. <laughs> going back to the iPhone thing. <laughs> Ian's talking about like the first generation iPhone and the features that it that Apple got out there to make it a worthwhile product. And but but Really, I would argue that the iPhone, for so many people, didn't become a worthwhile product until the 3G, right? And so... Even beyond, we, oh, yeah. It took several generations. So mm-hmm. are, we not, are we not talking about it at that stage now where it, you know, it yes, will come out with those kind of features where you see... Like, and I, I, said, I shouted earlier, stepping stone, because I feel like even if we are talking about something that will be a dramatic leap as, you know, going from first-gen product, which is 2D overlays to what it will be in, you know, three, four, five years from now. And if it's, and, yeah. and I guess the question is, uh, uh, is, if that's the same product line or, you know, if, if this let, would be the start of it and Apple thinks it's ready. No, let me ask you a question, <laughs> Jamie. Uh, mm-hmm. When the iPhone came out, did you know then 
or whenever your first smartphone was, did you know then that there were certain features that this device didn't have that you wished it had, or did you learn to find value in the features as they added it? I I think it was definitely, you know, the, I think to me, I mean, when the first iPhone was announced, the concept of internet anywhere in your pocket hadn't quite reached my feeble brain back then. So right. as, you know, once that became apparent by the 3G, and even when they said it with the 3G, you know, it was that thing of, well, who would need that? But now it's like, I mean, yeah. So the reason I asked that question in our lifetime that I couldn't live without so much as that. Right. But the reason I've asked that question is because the bar has been raised for a first generation. This is the conversation we're really having. Is the bar high for a first mm. generation device that we don't want them to go back to the 2007 iPhone? We want you to start uh, iPhone mm. 6. Like, that's where we want you to yeah, start. We don't want you to start here and add features. We already know what features we want this device to have. If it doesn't have those features, it's going to fail. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually preferred my T-Mobile. Do any of you AirPods? Uh, I don't have AirPods, no. How often do you use them, Kyle? Uh, daily. And what is the most used feature on there? Is it Siri, music? I listen to what? stuff through it. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, I think it's useful to think about what uh, AirPods and Glass could do together. Uh, especially paired with the other devices, you know, the, the watch and phone too. That's actually true. when you when you, you think, think about the combination of yeah. what, what Tatiana mentioned earlier, the Bose uh, glasses that have speakers built in uh, that do AR via that sort of fitted route. There could be some real magic in um, combining the AirPods with glass. You get, yeah, glass. Yeah, Harry, really Harry, Harry mentioned Harry mentioned that this is not the same Apple that came out with the original iPhone and you are correct, but it's also not the world that we would be putting a new device into. So there's a lot to be said for could they come out with what is acceptable and is the current iteration of Apple parents make that product? I think there's a whole lot of just weird questions that you want a nightmare scenario where it's like, it, it gives you an alert if you get too close to another person within social distancing. Like, I would take close. that. I would take that. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, I don't think they are because there are so many, like, little mundane features that the iPhone still doesn't have that Android does. Like, haptic mm-hmm. feedback on the keyboard. I just, that's all I want. Me why can't too. I have that? Me too. Why? why? I want mm-hmm. that. It has been that. a thing on Android since almost the beginning. For a long time. Why? As a person yeah. who switched from Android to Apple a few years mm-hmm. back, yes, that is a feature I want. Absolutely. Like I, it drives me nuts. So like it's it's things like that where certain little things that do improve the quality of life and the value of the product that Apple just hasn't integrated for whatever reason does make me slightly concerned and if they're capable of really thinking about the big picture with big product like this. I think Apple needs to come out with a fanny pack too for all of our electronics, and it's got a battery charger. Oh my god! What? (laughs) Should put you in charge of Magic Leap. Yeah, that's right. right. Feel like you do really well there. I like the (laughs) pack. 
Ian was oh, looking for a high five. You left him hanging. Oh, sorry. I need to find Wait, my hands. You got rid of your hands. That's right. Oh, he doesn't man. have his hands. Here we go. There we go. Okay. There we go. I'm going to back. I played too much rec room. I expected a noise. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next piece of news here. So it looks like NVIDIA, uh, CloudXR aims to give enterprise PC graphics on standalone headsets. CloudXR to give enterprises PC it's, graphics on standalone headsets. What? Well, well, this is for it's for, so if you think about it like a business using this, if because it's easier for a business to get a whole bunch of quests or standalone headsets, right? This isn't a consumer thing where they're saying you'll be able to stream uh, PC video games wirelessly. They're saying you have a server located in the same city with a high connection between that server and you know an office or something. And you can kind of, it's more for things like uh, displaying CAD models or some kind of, not a game per se, but like a kind of enterprise solution where it's close enough to the server that they can stream it quickly and you can look at like a CAD model or something complex on a quest without too much latency because the server's relatively nearby. This isn't. It kind uh, of reminds me of the Stadia where it's like if you have these perfect conditions that the majority of the world doesn't have, this works for you. And I think the thing is because enterprise, it's like most you know, the businesses we're talking about using this would have kind of conditions that work for it. Like, you know, they would rent a, I, I think in the article, he said you could rent a, a um, server in the city you're in that you want to use it in, you know, that's nearby and kind of set it up. And it's kind of, the SDK integrates that really well. So it's all works really well, but it's like a very specific solution. Apparently it's not like something that we're going to see, you know, integrated for kind of consumer games or whatever. It's not meant to be this kind of big thing. There's that, yeah, there's that other Ruben quote from this week uh, that cloud streaming from Oculus is likely more than five years away. Yeah. And I think that's really... Which is uh, like not 500, not more than five. So <laughs> somewhere, yeah, somewhere between there. So yeah. 20 or something. Yeah. Or that's right. Yeah. Like, so that's it's yeah. a really good, clear sort of expectation that build out is going to take a long time for this to be robust for anyone. But if you've got like a specific company that's based yeah. in a city with the right coverage and their build yeah. out is and they can rent a server in that city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can set everything up to work really well for a specific purpose. So yeah, it's interesting. It definitely, I mean, that's definitely a cool uh, scenario for a company that wants to buy, you know, X amount of quests and display something kind of high fidelity on them and can afford to rent out the server nearby and kind of set that all up. So you got that server money? That's cool. Yeah, exactly. You got the server money. Um, yeah. See, this type of stuff typically is much more expensive. You put the word enterprise in front of anything, and you can add a yeah. couple zeros at the end of the price tag. I mean, that's, I mean, that's sure. a given. Because I think the thing is, too, is there's a reason like that they're saying this is specific cases. It's not like, hypothetically, it's not like, although, you know, there's Oculus VR streaming is more than... Uh, five years or whatever away. I mean, the biggest thing is that you need the latency, you know, with VR is huge and you need something that's kind of close to where you're using it. And so the practicality of giving every Oculus Quest user kind of, you know, access to a server near them so there's low latency is kind of unrealistic. But with an enterprise, again, it's going to cost a lot of money, but you could figure out a way to kind of, you know, if you have the money, you can get a, a server stack nearby, you know, and kind of set up, mm. but it's not a yeah, it's not going to be a cheap solution. It is yeah. hypothetically possible. It's yeah. um, it's HTC that 
to do this soon with the 5G stuff. They, I, last year at NWC, I want to say, they, I went to see them and they said they had created their own 5G network within the convention hall and were running mm. something off of a PC. I think it was super hot, but it wasn't. It was like it was like that kind of thing. Like we're all saying anyway. It was like it, it was like a glimpse of the future, but no way a consumer yeah. ready. Very very specific yet. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder. I w- I'm looking forward to the day we get Heaney in here and actually talk to him instead of him sending us subliminal messages on the screen. Like <laughs> Starlink. All admire uh, his bid. I'm really curious how Starlink is going to change sort of the, the way the internet works if. If you can beam certain things to locally to anywhere, does that change sort of the the way people make their networking decisions? Like, uh, do they have more routers and home and uh, you know that that basically supply their friends with nearby networking if they've got the Starlink connection? I don't know. It's just there's been this yeah, talk of mesh of... networking for such a long time, and start wondering whether there could be new. Um, models for internet connectivity when we have sort of a robust satellite network providing everyone everywhere with and then when you think of that kind of more than five years quote and it's kind of like you can start to see everything lining up in like you know just over five years you can you can start to think see ways that you know you get easier access to kind of consumer uh with the quest uh 74 or whatever we have in six years time so yeah um there's a lot of comments, by the way, from from Damien and some others talking in the comments. Uh, sorry, you haven't been reading them out, but I know you're all kind of having conversations with yourself anyway. So, uh, make that up. thanks for watching. I am seeing them. Yeah, they're all they're <laughs> all talking about stuff with themselves. Good but, yeah, talk amongst yourselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess. Do we have anything else to say about Nvidia OpenXR? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's just yeah. cool. Okay. Cool for now. All right. Well, then let's move on to the next <laughs> piece of our show, which is release of the week. Oh, well, before we see this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this Jesus. baby the release of the week? I mean, release of the week is Elon Musk. <laughs> that was, so that's, yeah, that was release uh, of the week before. Uh, what yeah, is, okay, release, what is of release of the week. Release of the week. What did you play this week, Harry? What Harry did I play this week? I played... It wasn't um, Tetris Effect, then don't don't talk about it. That was last I did week. play that last week. That was that came out this time last week, but I had played it this time last week. I haven't played any more since then. Playing. There was something else I played too. What did I? Oh, we played. Um, oh, we played Battle, Space Team. Uh, Space Team, not Battle Group. Space Team VR. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really cool. That's like it lets you. Um, it lets you play with up to six people in a kind of room, and you have to shout out orders to each other, which get a bit confusing. Jamie probably yeah, do a better. It's, Job of it's it's based on a on a classic mobile phone game from back in like 2012, where the idea is that Telex players are all flying a spaceship, um, and you have a each player has a panel of controls that's unique to themselves, um, and then they will also every player will be given an order. Now the order might relate to something on their panel, like activate the engines or something like that, which means you literally just turn on the engines, no problem. But you might not have the engines on your panel; it might be someone else six players that has the engines so you have to shout out to your friends someone turn on the engine and then the person with the engine has to hear that clearly and then follow on with that procedure and if you don't do it in time then more damage is done to the ship 
And if you don't do enough of the things in a round, then Gets fail the game. Very chaotic. So, so this sounds yeah. like Bridge Crew. No, I was going to say, have you oh, played little... the, the Jackbox game, the bomb diffusion one? Has it, well, it's quite, yeah, that? it's like that as well. I was going to say, that's what it kind of reminds me of. And it, well, even even to that point, it's a bit like uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, right? Which is, is yeah. uh, the VR bomb diffusal game. But I mean, this, yeah. this kind of has its roots back in that 2012 game, like I said. And uh, I reviewed the game today, the review's up on the website. I think one of the really interesting things about it is that uh, like so much of what made the original Space Team great was that it was a great mobile game that anyone, absolutely anyone, could play, uh, gathered around a room, um, and you'd share kind of a camaraderie, like shouting and screaming at each other. And obviously, when you when you talk about online play, you're going to lose a lot of that kind of camaraderie by not being in the same room together. But developer Co-op Innovations, which is a, a British developer, um, did a really really good job with the avatar system what you're seeing here is some of the game's uh avatars that you can fully customize uh and they're all really really good really quirky really really fun uh really well animated with some in-house technology they've got it kind of does a really good job of at least eliminating some of the kind of coldness of distance if you know what i mean like yeah it's, it's not all the way there but it feels almost basically like now as I mean, we we feel like we're together as like as much as we can do in VR yeah. right now, and that comes along leaps and bounds in the game. I think. And I think what's cool is that like there are some really wacky avatars. Like even though they're kind of, um, it's not trying to be realistic in that you know obviously you're not in the mm. same room, so uh, they're not trying to make it look exactly like you. Like you when we played, you were like a lizard, and I was like an elephant. And the fact that it's got that, it's adding to that wacky element, makes it feel a little bit more kind of uh, yeah, like some weird and, representation of yourself that doesn't quite. Fit, you know it's and the other the other thing to that point is they do some really cool new stuff in vr like at random sometimes at rounds they change the pitch of everyone's voice uh which when we were playing the other day it was it made it really hard to understand what was going on oh, but so also, confusing i was hearing xena's voice our video editor xena's voice was was made significantly manlier and it, I, it was just the funniest <laughs> thing I, Here, was, Harry, I was dying from laughter read later. that comment right there yeah, we've got. I was I was waiting to bring this up. Some people have said uh, brought up the fact that Doom on the quest, the Quest Z Doom um, yeah. thing, has launched. Bring that one up, yeah. Someone someone's asking you to install the launcher as well. Um, yes, reckon that you need to install. There's two things: there's the engine and the launcher. And then you open the launcher, just click which version of Doom and the mods and and all that stuff. There's a how-to guide on our site. Um, but basically, that lets you kind of configure everything, and then you press play, and then it will launch it in the in the engine. So yeah, it's funny, you, still you, both, they're both on side quest. You read every so comment cool. except the one that I pointed to. Oh, what, were you, Chris, what, were you, what were you pointing to? Kurt Richardson wants to know, how's the solo game? The game you guys were just talking about? Oh, Space in Space Team. Yeah. Space uh, Team. It's, and it, it is, it's there, but you just play with two AI characters. It is not a game to play by yourself. But having yeah. said that, you don't need VR headsets. You can use a web version of the app, which is absolutely free for anyone to download. So if you play games like Akron, Again, keep talking, no explodes. Uh, you don't need another headset to join in, so it's still worth yeah. it if you have people that will join in on mobile. Cool. Yeah. Groovy. Cool. Tatiana, have you played anything new this week? Work. She's played <laughs> work. Yeah. work. It's a fun game. Life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I really I wish I did have more time for gaming, but just doing lots of stuff. I can imagine you've got be a showcase the plan, man. Yeah, yeah. Tetris effect on the quest. Next time. See, I feel stupid. I downloaded Tetris Effect on my Quest, 
And it's just yeah. sitting over here. I haven't played it yet on the quest. So uh, uh, wrong with you? I, I've been busy too. What about you, Ian? Have you played anything else fun? Uh, yeah, I was going to bring up Doom because I, I did that, loved it, and I'm so glad it's out there. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, was really it's impressive to me. Um, so I <laughs> would love to hear from people out there when you get into the Doom and and the various mods, the uh, multiple like the sequels and whatnot that uh, use that that tool. I've got a couple things under embargo that I've been playing with that should be up on site tomorrow. I think Jamie Jamie might have them too. But uh, I think you say you've been hands on with them. A hand off. Yeah. Oh. No, but I've got V seventeen. I got. I just got the version seventeen of Quest on my Quest, um, which improved the hand tracking quite a bit. So on V sixteen, I could not make their little hand gesture to access the menu. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. would, it would, what you do is you make this little hand gesture. It's like the okay symbol or whatever, right at that yourself. Never to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it you sucks. would only see the little circle halfway load, right? Yeah. It wouldn't load the whole yeah. way. It works pretty solidly on V17 for me. Even oh, I haven't in tried it yet, but that's good. Pretty bad lighting. Wait, is that how you meant why, to bring why up the is menu? It a pinch? Like Facebook killed Ian. I think because it was the only oh, thing. Again. That, I think the like <laughs> kind of open a palmed pinch was just the best thing they could find that wouldn't interfere with uh, pointing and... Like, Kyle, from a developer's standpoint, sure they explained the reason. Like, is this what you would well, choose? Because, no. But also because no. if, you're, if you're in a game, doesn't it work that way too? So I kind of like... I think it was the thing that, that basically think... would interfere the least with everything else that you could so, possibly do with your hands. So Microsoft with the HoloLens has this thing and it's called... Oh, the... yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? Bloom. You just you put up a closed hand and you open it. And that, that spreading of your fingers, actually this is a pretty good representation, uh, actually will open the menu. And and that's cool. But to do th- this, I was having a really hard time getting my hand visible and like I'm like turning my head trying to get it to find it. And yeah, it just wasn't good. I I, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with that, but it Okay. Wow. Um, nope. What just happened? I don't know. Ian and Jamie noped out. They're coming yeah. back, I think. It's funny. They're coming back. Hello. Jamie's back, but he's now. An... Yeah. So the... You got a bit mixed up there. All right. So the Hololens thing, they have this thing called the Bloom, and you just put a closed hand and you open it, and then that gives you the menu. That's, I remember that's that. Their... The CES that they had mm. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I I developed for a few years for Hololens, and we used to hollow troll each other, and we'd walk up behind somebody. Here, uh, Harry, uh, turn around and look that yeah, direction. I'm, I'm, All right. So let's pretend yeah. like he has a Hololens uh, on, uh, and you walk up and you just go, uh, and you turn on the uh, menu. Kyle. Yeah. See, hollow trolled means very, yeah. very, very misconstrued. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it, well, it felt more natural, like whole like look at your hand thing and like mm-hmm. poke at your fingers yeah, thing. Is it, like but, this? But, like, I, yeah, I don't. It's hard to get that angle, so that way it's like where it needs. Like, like it feels feels it feels like I should the be. Thing about the I don't know. No, Kyle, no. The, about the quest though is you wouldn't be able to kind of do that, right? Because it's not. <laughs> You wouldn't be able to just walk up to your, someone with a Quest headset and kind of do the action. It doesn't. Oh, I don't sure know. Have we tried adding more. a third hand? Has anybody we tried haven't. adding a third hand? I mean, I don't think it's going to give you a third hand, but I don't think it would work I immediately. 
I don't think it'll work so immediately that you could walk up to someone and be like, woo, and do the like menu gesture and it will just send them kind of home. I don't think that's... I'm pretty sure that gesture needs to be facing you. Um, it yeah, has it, to be like this. It needs yeah. to be like... It would yeah, need to register the hand first. And, yeah. Have you tried it on know. 17 yet? Have you got version no, I 17? No, I haven't. I have not. Yeah. I'm on 16. I haven't either, yeah. but I'm looking I'll forward to... I'll have to, to check it out. Yeah. yeah. We all have homework to go do. Uh, yeah, so it looks like James wants to know how I did that. I guess my audio went crazy and I was chipmunking. Yeah. If someone disconnects the, the connection, that's that's the program trying to uh, to compensate for compensate. someone disconnecting and the connection getting dodgy. Yeah. So that's why that happens. Sorry, guys. Bending. Yeah. I love it. Um, I, w- I, love I it. want to mention one more game before we move on, or maybe two, actually. Uh, first of all, I also reviewed a World War One experience from Dan Carlin, who I think is a big deal in the U.S. Anyone, anyone heard of Dan Carlin, the Hardcore History Podcast? Oh, anyway, yeah, released... Dan Carlin is awesome. There you go. He released a um, VR history app today called War Remains, which used to be a physical installation uh, somewhere in Texas. Obviously, no one can do that at the moment, so released, uh, they released it at home. Um, I reviewed that on the site. It's kind of cool. It's like uh, 10 minutes long. It's very viral, like harrowing in some places but also i felt like it was kind of only scratching the surface of what could be done with, with the subject oh there we go look at that i didn't take that's not a screen cap if i'll it tell was, you it what i'll tell you what i'm really <laughs> excited about that because hardcore history i learned more listening to that podcast dr- driving back and forth in my commute to work than i did in 12 years of school uh, it's what? just oh yeah this is oh, five yeah. minutes what so that should be like two or three years. this is on steam and rift um okay, cool well, I know uh, what I'll definitely check that out it's five it's five bucks and then uh the other thing to say is that today sony launched a demo for iron man vr which is vr exclusive um so if you have a psvr still somewhere uh you should definitely check that out i it's about a 20 minute demo and it's it's really question fun. yes question about that which i thought so the demo is like 20 minutes as you said and it's like the first mission right that you can that you would play in the Victoria game mission yeah yeah, do we know actually how long this game is going to be? How much this, like, what this demo is going uh, to be? It's going to be about that long. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey. How long is it? Uh, uh, we don't. He's a string, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we don't know how long it's going to be. I mean, they, they've done the whole kind of, it's a full VR game marketing spiel, yeah. but that, that could yeah. mean anything from what? Like Here, three hours, let, let, me, hours. let me help everybody out. You don't want this game to be really long. You want to know how long you want this game to be? Stand Four up. Hours. Okay. And go like this with your hands for hands. as long as you can. It's Let's like it's side, like, isn't it? Oh, I'll give you that, uh, Carl. This doesn't work because uh, most of the time you have your hands down by your hips to fly. Oh, do you? Okay, you know, so, so stand like this. Far more comfortable. Yeah, okay, so stand Superman. like this and see how long you can do that. There you go. That's true. I mean, or Iron Man exaggerated, but Tatiana, this is like a. I mean, I could I could do that for a long time. Be clear, it's it's this right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, it it's is. Stand by sides like that. Yeah. How's the tracking? It's it's really really good. So this is the impressive thing about the game is they have they have a lot of smart tricks and sneaks. Um, if they know that you are kind of facing away from the camera, so the whole point around this is it's the very very rare SVR game that will let you turn around um, and and play that way, even if you have two move controllers. Um, and it works. It works really well. Like I just played the entire twenty-minute demo. I had no significant tracking issues, and I wasn't 
thinking about where the camera was the entire time and I wasn't using any kind of snap turn, which is built into the game, but I wasn't using it. I think the you design know, is very, very smart to kind of keep you somewhat centered towards the camera most of the time, but that's the it's, answer, it's a isn't bit of black it? Magic. The camera's over there. And so when you stand like this, the tracking's okay. But if you yeah. were to do this type of game on a quest oh. But the to be mm. clear, what it does is Hand is over here, and it can assume your other hand is over here, right? You turn around. Yeah, I, I can because uh, it if, kind if of assumes that your other hand is always there. If the PlayStation camera can't see the light on the PlayStation Move, it can still read the the tilt sensors, right? The gyroscopes and the whatnots. Um, and, uh, is, yeah. and then the other thing is, if you like, if you were to fully turn away from the camera and then aim at like a bad guy where the camera couldn't see your move controller, you don't, you might not see your arm reach out, but it will be kind of like firing from your arm to kind of like compensate there as well so there's a lot of really really interesting technology going into a game coming in at the end of a life cycle of a console that could have really used all these design practices (laughs) four years ago (laughs) well that's encouraging to hear you've convinced me that's awesome yeah i'm a big iron man fan so i like the idea of an iron man game i I thought i think uh, yeah we should have had one of those a long time cool. like if if you ever looked at the uh the ps4 spider-man exclusive game it's it's kind of along the same Mm -hmm. lines of that that they're gonna try and do their own kind of deep story like uh, if you what uh do the demo you you'll learn that like it takes place within the first five years of iron man's career as it were and and some of the story threads it hints at suggests that it's like kind of almost an amalgamation of what you see in the movies where some of the plot points of Iron Man 2 have been brought in in terms of Pepper's character. Uh, some of the characters that you don't see till later in the MCU are, are brought into Tony's life a little earlier on than in the movies. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the developer who's called Camouflage, which is spelt very weird, it's a very weird name, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they carve out their own kind of lore and, and, and make a name for themselves in this one. Cool. All right. Hey, let's move on to our last little thing here. This is our hot topic of the week. And uh, I'm going to give the context first, then ask the question. So with the context is that Facebook has spent, is this right, over $100 million on Quest apps in Uh, one year? They're, they're, they're saying people have spent. They've sold. People have spent. Oh, they've spent. Okay. I was going to say it didn't make sense. So people have spent a hundred plus million dollars on games and more than 10 titles generated over $2 million. Okay. So, so the question is, is one year after launch, happy birthday, by the way, uh, has Oculus quest and rift S been a success? Mm. Uh, Has it been a success? I mean, we talk about it constantly. We see, we talked about, in terms of which one which one like i'd say yes to quest would you say the rift s has been a success kyle Ooh, um i still believe i'm i'm in one right now uh, i still believe yeah. that it is the most comfortable headset that i've worn uh of my co- current collection and uh the quest is not as comfortable but the well, versatility of moving around without a key, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, that's, that's kind of looking at it in terms of which headset, like, you prefer. But in terms of, like, commercial success, I think that's a whole different story, right? Like, I don't I think, think we really know without and... the numbers. It's really hard to say. Oh, I, oh I no, okay, say we don't know. We quest... don't know. 
Sure. But the yeah, quest has been true. a success in terms of getting virtual reality more mainstream and more yeah. as something normal, yes. something that's expected mm. to be seen in someone's houses. But I, I do prefer the Rift S. I think the design of it um, is a success in and of itself. I could literally be in that headset for an unlimited yeah. amount of time and not have any issues. Um, the Quest still has a lot of ways to go in terms of battery life. This head strap is just, you need a VR power to make it, you know, tolerable for any amount of time, at least for me. Um, there's a long way to go, but I do think it's a step in the right direction. I have a lot of questions of metrics that would lead me to uh, different conclusions. First of all, and I know if I don't expect Facebook or Oculus, and Facebook slash Oculus to release this information, but how many people own the Rift S and the Quest? And how many people own this one or the other or both and only have two games in their library? You know, if you want to show success, you need to show those types of numbers. The people who own both is probably our bubble, right? I think that's a little bit inside of our bubble yeah. of, of devs and, and enthusiasts, but the measurement that really matters to me is the devs who are able to make a living at this, uh, that are able to grow their teams and you know, see a robust uh, arc for their business, you know, a, a curve that's actually going. And I think that's what these numbers from Facebook were supposed to imply, was that there are 10 apps on Quest that have made $2 million on that headset alone in... Uh, year and yeah. you can start doing the math off of that of like 30 percent to facebook uh cost of rentals if they have a physical business uh and then you start dividing up the remaining money over how many people they have on their team and you start seeing okay well that's you know, they're they're not you know, it's not gangbusters yet it's not a huge business but there's people that are actually being sort of a a way out of this over promising couple of years where VR was supposed to be in tens of millions of homes by now, and uh, it's never that never really uh, showed up. And yeah, yeah, the quest has started. I think that the, the inference from these numbers 100 million and yeah, uh, uh, the two million numbers are supposed to imply and, and, and hint to us that. Yes, there's actually a few devs out there that are are making it out the other side of this, and I think I've seen a couple people on Twitter. Denny uh, Unger, I specifically said uh, over Cloudhead, specifically said something like, uh, "Reporting this number, he, they're one of the few titles that admitted this sort of like we're one of the two million." Um, they said. You know, it's a relief after years. It's like I would have existential dread. I think it was something like that on his on his tweet. Yeah, I think that's what he said. And yeah. now he's kind of seeing the other side of this. And I think that's the kind of I want to see more of those types of stories from a lot more devs. And that, Facebook won't tell us how many units are out there. That's the only kind of way we can really tell. Yeah, whether mm. that's what I was going to say too. With the with the, with the inference, you know, that it's good for devs. Has there you guys have been kind of around longer than me. Has there been any kind of equivalent number for, but you know, pre-quest Rift stuff with devs? Uh, you know, I've, as far as I know, it's not like they've been like, oh yes, we've had two million sold of X amount on, on like isn't this? Uh, it's a big deal, right? That's why they've kind of announced it, yeah. like, the whole two million thing. A There's lot been of some a lot of really the early bad figures... numbers out there. Yeah, well, a lot of the early figures were to do with revenue, right? Like I remember early on, it was 
job simulator saying they made like two million in revenue. So that wouldn't have obviously wouldn't transfer to anything like two million units sold. Same for Arizona Sunshine came out very early on to say three million in revenue. I remember. So it, it, I think the conversation has shifted that way from you know trying to find nice ways to inflate numbers. But you know, we're good yeah, numbers exactly. for early VR. But now people can actually come out with those solid kind of metrics that uh, that we really want to see. That of of yes, yeah. Beat Saber sold two million, and yes, uh, what's the one? Super hot sold two million as well, copies as well. Um, yeah. The thing I was going to say is that I think the one million people in VR number that was kind of misleading earlier on. I remember Zuckerberg or one of them said, "This month there are a million more than a million people in VR this month," and it was mm. right during the push of Gear VR sort of. Uh, being sold for free, I think, and being just thrown at people. And sure, a lot of people put them on that month and enough to be a million people. And uh, it's kind of misleading when you compare that to uh, Valve adding that many more people as soon as it, Alex hit with a, what is it, a $40 game, $50 game, a $60 game? Uh, it's six, it's $60. Yeah, it's a fully $60 game. And so there's a million people playing a $60 game. Uh, and then that many more uh, were added in sort of the launch month. That that's a significant difference than Gear VRs not being nobody's spending any money on those Gear VR games back in the day. And that's they're true. kind of guessing yeah, and, and that, saying like, that. Yeah, I was. I remember talking to Chris about it when I read that article about how Half Life Alex was this big failure. He's like, how is like a million people paying you sixty dollars a failure in any realm? Yeah, like that. That yeah. is a huge deal. Yeah, because I think how, do we have any other sixty dollars VR games? That is uh, a yeah, few. Not VR, not VR, Skyrim, like ports. Uh, stuff, how much is like Asgard's Wrath? I think it's Asgard's was like forty. I think forty. Yeah. Interest yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. an article idea? Yeah. Should we do the most expensive games in VR? Most, the most yeah. Here are VR games sold by price. Um, <laughs> it's dangerous. Doesn't it have like a lot I of think... DLC? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Elite Dangerous is vast. I mean, Beat Saber, you could spend over 100, 100 bucks these days if you wanted to. Yeah, I guess you could almost. Yeah, that's probably cool. have when you and the other thing, systems. the other thing too, which of course is not uh, based on the numbers but anecdotal, is that like um, the quest. Uh, you know, in the last few months, I've heard a lot more of the quest from people that I wouldn't expect to hear about VR from. Like, um, I think even David posted in the Slack last night, and he said, you know someone who he didn't know was kind of into VR had posted something on Facebook being like, my son, you know, got a quest and loves it. I've got a friend whose, uh, his dad was just gifted a quest. He like, wasn't even kind of interested in VR, but his, his girlfriend, uh, gifted him a quest just as something to play with. I'm hearing more of these kind of stories of people, uh, I wouldn't expect to hear about VR from that either have a headset or have tried it. You know, it's kind of like, I'm starting to hear of it more outside of the, the VR circle. Which I think is yeah, also my friend a Matt good in London indicator. got one, and I didn't even know he was like yeah. into VR. Wanted again, he was like, exactly. "Yeah, I, I feel like one here in two days." Like, I think well, that's man. a really, yeah, I think that's a really good anecdotal like uh, measurement. It's not a number, but you're kind of seeing. I'm starting to hear of a lot more people who I've not talked to about VR or didn't know were into VR kind of talk about the quest or mention it or get one or so. Yeah, did your dad end up I, getting I, one? Oh yeah, did he? Sorry, what was that? Did my your dad, dad end no, up getting one? I, I'm still I'm still working on my dad. Um, Still, still kind of still so brainwashing. <laughs> I remember, I remember, like put the quest on him when I like took it home to visit, and he was like, "Oh wow!" Because I think he said he tried some like art experience in a museum with VR, and that really turned him off. Because it was like he was like, "Oh, 
I was the basketball and basketball players were playing with me and they like chucked me into a hoop and I got horribly sick. Oh my God, that sounds like That sounds horrible. I feel so sorry. I was like, this is all I need. I was like, this is not that. I was like, you're not going to be a basketball. And then I put it on. He's like, wow, this is like really cool. And he even loves the quest home. Just like the mountains. He's like, oh, it's the Northern Lights. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, look at that. And he's like, I'm not a basketball. I'm like, yeah, the basketball was a bad first experience. You're absolutely lucky. I'd have to clockwork orange my dad to get him into a headset at this point. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, okay. Well, I mean, do we have anything from the audience that we want to mention? There's been a couple of comments. People have been in the classic uh, talking about uh, Rift S and Quest and how it's likely whether there'll be more than one uh, headset in the next generation, which, again, is kind of something that Heaney wrote about. And you can read about on the site. There's an editorial. Um, and people were having a bit of a discussion about that, about whether these two headsets get kind of merged in the next generation. But um, there's been a lot of comments, but they're all kind of people are talking uh, mainly to themselves. And Amongst themselves. Questions, so, yeah. Which is great. Keep mm-hmm. it up. But um, thanks, Terry D1360VR, who's here, and um, Dominique before pop by. I know that you're a, I believe you're a paid subscriber to the YouTube channel. So thank you for that. Hi. Thank you. My favorite Dominique. Yes, the first time you. that um, you've popped by live. I know that too. And of course, Gerald Welcome. is one of the other regulars cool. we have in here. So thanks for joining, guys. Appreciate it. And appreciate you talking amongst yourselves in the comments. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap this episode up, uh, Jamie, would you like to tell us any special projects you're working on right now? I am the VP of Special Project Initiatives. You are. RPR, so I'm <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> I'll order the new uh, yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please. Millions, please. Um, I am, uh, rather, we are working on uh, the next upload showcase, which is, if you didn't know, last year we did the E3 VR showcase. It was our first ever showcase. Really cool uh, pre-recorded video where we announced loads of cool new VR games, showed off some new trailers and stuff. I think if Gerald's in the chat and we're talking about the right Gerald this year at the upload upload, uh, VR showcase summer edition on June 8th, We'll be showing the new game from Gerald, along with many, many other developers, including Fast Travel Games, uh, the guys that make Lo-Fi, and what did we announce today? Panther VR! Oh, look at that. So we're going to have new games, we're going to announce some new games, we're going to announce, uh, we're going to show some new trailers, we're going to have some release dates, we're going to have some updates for games that are already out. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool. Um, we're partnering with IGN this year, so you can watch it on IGN as well as uh, with us. We might be I don't know, a few other people I can't talk about yet. Ooh, exciting. Mm. Um, <laughs> we don't have a final time yet because we haven't got one yet, but we, we will let you know as soon as we know. Um, and yeah, we're, we're working hard on it right now. We're going to be jumping off this meeting in a second and jumping into other meetings about it. So looking forward to it. Tune in, please. Excellent. Excellent. Ian, any final thoughts? Ah, uh, it. it. Yeah. It's it's it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where are you ranked in the scores? Are you like actually like you know good? I was. You meant you talk about pistol? No, I'm not. Yeah. Hmm? The game is released. He doesn't. He doesn't want to talk about it. Year, <laughs> it hurts him. You used hurts to him. Do the last. I when they release a new song, I go in there as quickly as possible, and sometimes it's. Uh, I I watch my name slowly drop off the list after <laughs> you know one day. 
It gets brutal. <laughs> That's where you go I, for hours at a time. You're just sitting in yeah. VR, looking at the pistol, <laughs> watching it pistol, <laughs> watching it go, go, all down. That's He's so like, weird. okay, I'm yeah, at a thousand I, thinking, I keep thinking about the our discussion previously of just like there's a scale that are right, well, two million is sort of the high end of how many VR copies have been sold, and then there's this other sort of. It goes all the way down from there of just a handful of titles up there, two titles maybe at uh, two million, right? We've got Beat Saber and Super Hot. Mm-hmm. You go down here and tens of thousands of units on Quest is sort of like Stand the here. expectation that some of those people can get. And uh, I don't know. By this Christmas, could have this could be a completely different market. It's it's an amazing yeah. time, kind of, to be involved in VR Watch and this space talking to all these uh, devs. I'll tell you what, a million's cool, but you know what's even cooler. A Ten billion. Million. Oh, okay. billion. <laughs> no. That was a social I, network I, reference. And I, yes. I want Heaney to make, yes. I want, I want I Heaney to make that me a button movie. I can press when you make a bad Maybe. joke. It just drops your feet out and you disappear. <laughs> and I just go, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's yeah. a trap door and he just falls through the trap door and he's, <laughs> he's timed out for 10 seconds. Yeah, or or just like a wah, 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 wah noise. I don't know. <laughs> Reaction noise. <laughs> Tatiana, do you have anything to add here before we close shop? Watch the showcase or I'll be very sad and angry with you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, watch the showcase. That's good enough incentive for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, anything at the end here to add? Um, no, same here. Watch the showcase. Check out uploadvr.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't. Uh, and yeah. See you for the, the download next week. Nothing yeah. else. All right. Uh, fantastic. Uh, that works for me. So, like I always tell everybody, be smart, be safe. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the future. Wash your hands. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hold hot, touch controllers when you wash your hands. Is that a thing? Should I be washing my hands? <laughs> I mean.